Hello and welcome to our latest Big Hospitality podcast. For obvious coronavirus-related reasons, this podcast has been recorded over the phone, so please excuse the sound quality. I'm Big Hospitality and Restaurant Magazine Deputy Editor Joe Lutrerio, and I'm joined today by Adam Byatt, the Michelin-starred chef behind Clapham's Trinity and Bistro Union and the more recently launched Charlie's at Brown's Hotel in Mayfair. Adam has been trading in Clapham for 20 years and he's just transformed his Bistro Union restaurant into a community shop to help keep people stocked up with essentials during the coronavirus crisis. Thanks for taking the time, Adam. Uh, that's all right, Joe. I haven't got a great deal on at the moment, so you're, <laughs> you're more than welcome. Um, so yeah, how's thanks. business at your, uh, your new shop? Actually, it's trading rather well, to be honest. I, I, I didn't have huge expectations for it. I just thought it would be a a grateful way for us to serve the community. But but actually, the, the guys have had a queue out of the door. I mean, it looks bigger than it is because everybody's obviously spaced out. But the um, but there's a customer in there pretty much the whole day long, from 10 till 6 or 7, whenever they trade till. Um, and, yeah, it's been good. That's yeah, great. It's been a lot of positives. Yeah. Um, I mean, sadly, very few independents seem to be, you know, deciding to stay open. Why have you chosen to stay open in, in some capacity? Um, I did. Well, I didn't really look at what what other people were doing. I just there was clearly going to be a need for it. I looked around and realised that uh, we were clearly going to go into lockdown. That may well get even more severe than it is now. And it was obvious that people could trade as a shop um, through lockdown. And I thought, well, at that time when I was trying to sort of struggle around those last couple of weeks, trying to struggle around and work out what we were going to try and do. My only motivation at that point was trying to sort of maintain a, a revenue stream. Then it sort of dawned on me that actually that's not, <clears throat> it's just not enough of a revenue stream to, to make any significant difference to the to the outlying um, problem. So it sort of changed the principle from being about revenue stream, more about just um, having a place for the team to go to and just be involved with something, having an opportunity to give back to the community became a bigger part of it. Um, you know, Clapham has served us, we've served them for 20 years and we have incredible loyalty in Clapham. Um, we know people by name, we know them really well and, and actually to be able to provide a service for them at this particular time feels, feels right. And, you know, there's also that thing where I, I do have a concern about I have a very young team, um, and sending all of those guys off the way in the way we did to just sort of be isolated at home like that. I do worry about the mental health impact on that going going forward, and how they will how they will struggle with that, and how they will you know perhaps come back from it. Living, you know, I'm I'm sure in, in quite simple accommodation most of them because of the prices in London, and um, and having to sort of stay on their own like that. So actually providing a space where they can come out. They're, they're coming out, just three in the shop and, and a couple at Trinity, and they are doing it on a sort of rotational basis. I see. Um, so there's always lots of space between them, <clears throat> and it's sort of all purely on a volunteer basis. So none of them are working, none of them are getting paid, they're all on unpaid leave. They're doing it purely on their own, off their own back, from their own. They don't have to do it, they've all been given the choice, they don't have to do it, they don't have to get involved. Some have, some have quite rightly chosen not to. And some just want to stay active. They want to stay cooking. And um, they, they just feel like they'd like to be a part of something. They're being really sensible, um, staying apart massively and um, making sure that there's only one customer in the shop at a time. And but you know what? They're having, a, they're having a good time with it. They've got music on. And I do some deliveries for them. My wife does deliveries, deliveries for them. Um, so, you know, I don't really go in the shop, but every time I go there, they're, you know, they've got music on. They're having a cup of tea. They're, 
chatting at distance and um and they're just sort of i don't know just it gives them some sense of getting up in the morning to do something a sense sure. of purpose and i think that's got to be important at this stage there was the other benefit of course because we shut because the chancellor called it so late we shut with three restaurants that were completely fully booked for the weekend with a whole load of stock so there was so much food and obviously we work on very perishable food so to be able to move that food is a huge benefit for us as well we've managed to move all the stock that we sat on so that's that's a benefit for food waste um, and, and what well. else are you i mean obviously you're selling stock from the the restaurant but but it looks having looked at your instagram feed it looks like you're selling quite a lot of other things as well in a nutshell what, what are you what, what sort of what's your range like well, it's hugely varied actually there is um there's all the all the produce that we they, the guys then turned into kind of ready meals simple ready meals and lasagnas and masakas and fish pies and bakes and all this sort of stuff that people can take home in takeaway containers um they're making fresh pasta with our pasta extruder so there's lovely fresh pasta that people take home um they have a whole range of um fresh fruit and vegetables for people and then they have dry store ingredients and other chemicals and bits and pieces for just for sort of other store ingredients I, i said to them i'm you know i said to them it's important that we're not ultimately we are we are right next to the sainsbury's there's no point selling the same food <clears throat> that sainsbury's sells because that's you know it's just just ridiculous so actually we have ingredients in restaurants that that you just don't have in in yeah. supermarkets and um and we're selling stuff that you just can't get in supermarkets which is really nice and i think a lot of people especially at this time want to spend time cooking at home and cooking properly so if they can get great olive oils and great vinegars and really good quality rice and really good quality couscous and lovely different olives and all those dry store ingredients that you know the restaurants use they clearly are enjoying it the team at um at, at trinity the kind of trinity are just baking different things every day trying different recipes making sourdoughs baguettes and viennoiserie and bakery and things which is really nice and and they're selling those uh, fresh every day um and and then it's just really getting a top up from the from the veg guys really and are you presumably you're obviously using your existing supply chain are you able to consistently get what what you need from your restaurant suppliers at the moment mm, yeah we are at this stage yeah at this stage we're not not finding it too too troublesome um i'm expecting that to worse or worsen and monitoring that on a day-to-day basis but at the moment there's plenty to plenty to uh, to sell yeah yeah and, and you touched on this earlier but but could you just go through what what measures you're taking to protect your staff and and customers well there's only there's only three people in the shop at a time um you know it's a 2000 square foot space they are being really smart and sensible about staying apart and as well as best they possibly can um customers are one one in one out um and, and they stay completely outside so there's only one customer in there at a time the guys use gloves covers sanitizer and whatnot so they're taking all the precautions they can I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with it um with the way that they're they are um acting pretty responsibly really and and and, and finally um how confident are you about being able to reopen your your restaurants when this is all over whenever that might be mm, this, well how confident are you do you know do you know when it's going to end <laughs> yeah that's the that's biggest the problem isn't it i think that that's that, that's the piece of string isn't it um you know if this went on for a few months we would i'm pretty confident we would we would come back up come back up as a business um what that looks like at the other end i really don't know at the moment joe i think it's very unknown for a lot of people it's very difficult 
Um, we, we're hoping to be able to freeze the business down enough, and we have, to and done all the right deals with our landlords and bits and pieces and, and, and frozen what we can uh, while still honouring our staff and paying our suppliers and everyone else. Um, but there is an awful lot of unknown here, a lot of uncertainty. Um, I'm pretty sure we will come back as a business and Trinity will open again. I'm, I'm very confident of that at the moment. But it will depend on how long it goes on for. And it, and I don't know if the landscape will be the same when we all come back. I wonder if there will be a slight change in, in what that looks like. And that's interesting, I think, for a lot of people. Well, best of luck, Adam, in these extraordinarily challenging times. And, and thanks mm. for taking the time to talk to us today. Take care, Joe. Thank you.